What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of 302 Birds. As always, blessed to be here. Can't believe, oh my God, it's season four, episode seven. We're getting old, Jack. We're getting old, but we got a ton of tap for you guys tonight. Um, A ton of guests. As usual, I will be right back. But before I do that, Jackson, I got you with the... What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, El Diablo Burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face. Asking how your day is, but their food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless your birds. What's up, what, is, what is up, everyone? We got Ben on here tonight. How you doing tonight, Ben? Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm so excited to be here. That's good to hear. That's, That's good, good to hear. That's... Sean, how you feeling tonight? I'm feeling wonderful. Um, I'm glad that we got Ben on the podcast. Um, uh, he's a great influence to all of us. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got the uh, draft coming up, you know, in the next, what, three, four weeks. Yeah. Who do you think the Eagles should uh, draft? Um, you know, what, what spot do you mm. think you need to fill in this draft class? I think we need to fill in a lot of different gaps. One of my things is for the gaps is we need to draft a um, – I don't know if we think we need another quarterback, but we need somebody like a defensive end or a running back or someone that's really talented. I agree. I think um, – I mean, it, it's looking like Bijan Robinson from Texas, the running back, could be coming to Philly. I don't think necessarily we need him because our core running back right now, we got Rashad Penny. We have Miles Sanders – not Miles Sanders. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Lost yeah. the pass. Uh, uh, Kenneth Gainwell and then um, Boston Scott. So I think our running back and also Trey Sermon and Trey Sermon too. So um, I think you're right. I think we need something on the defense because that seems to be our biggest hole, especially this offseason. We lost a lot of key players. Yo, what's up, NFL Colin? Yeah. So uh, what do you think? Uh, you think the Eagles are going to be contending for the playoffs next year? Do you think they? I think so. I really do. I think this team is going to go, um, I'm going to say 17 and 1. Wow. Oh. That's, that's a very big, uh, that's, a, that's, that's, hey, a, that's a lot. Ben, if, you, if they are 17 and 1 and you, you quoted it here on the show, um, you're going to have a lot of people like, oh my God, this guy is, is telling the future. Um, so I hope that happens for sure. I really wanted um, to go to the Super Bowl this year, but it never happened. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I was a little nervous, you know, this offseason when we lost a lot of key players. Uh, but I think the team is – the core team is still there. We still have got an offensive line. Uh, we still got Jalen Hurts. Um, we have so Jason Kelsey, who's the best Right. Center. Jason Kelsey yeah. is one of the best centers in the league. So, I think all of our key positions that we needed other than defense are still coming back. Uh, yeah. So, I think we have, we have a good shot to um, – uh, what should we call it, to uh, make it to the playoffs. The Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we're going to win the whole thing. I love it. Love to hear it. That's the mentality that we need, Ben. That's the mentality that we need. <laughs> I'm ready to roll, Ben. If they need me out there, I want to go. I want my ring. I want my piece. I'm just saying. <laughs> you look great on a helmet. I'm telling you right now. You should just be on ESPN right now wearing that. I'm ready. Put me in that safety. Let's go, Sean. Let's go. Put me out on the field, coach. 
Yeah, put me out. I got my bag. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm wearing this the rest of the podcast. I hope you know that. Do it, um, do it. But in all seriousness, Ben, like you said, bro, get the nail on the head. They need to go out. I like running back. I've been telling every single person on this podcast we need to draft Bijan Robinson. And you no. know what me, ben? They say I'm a madman. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, Ben, I'm with you. We need a power back because, look, these running backs are good. But you know yeah. what can make them great? A power back. And this offensive line is amazing. The only missing piece in this offense is a running back. So I'm yeah. with Ben. Yeah. No. Come on now, uh, dog. We got we got some core running backs, so we don't need another running back. Ben, why do we need a power back? Tell Jack. Convince him for me. Um, I think we need a power back because one, they one they work like Sonic the Hedgehog when they're running fast. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Yes. It yeah. hurts to tackle somebody like that. True. Jalen Hurts works like a Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> he does though. When he, he gets his legs turning, man. You know what? AJ Brown reminds me of a tails. Oh really? Tails from... Why is that? Why do you say that? Because he because he he flies like tails. That's true. That is true. That is true. I agree. I agree. Then I also, then I also I actually had a question for you. Who is Go your ahead. favorite player on the Eagles? Ooh, I would say Jason Kelsey because I took him to Dorney Park. That's pretty cool. Wow. wow. What was that like? But That's got to be an awesome experience. Tell us a little bit about that. It was fantastic. Um, Jason is just an amazing guy. Um, his character is incredible. Um, his wife is actually a nice person as well. Um, and we spent four hours in the park together. Wow. That's amazing. Four hours. So what did you guys like talk about? What were, can you give us like some insights on what it was like talking? We, 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 we did like funny stuff together. We like, we rode roller coasters and we pretended we were barking like underdogs and we did the Philly special when they won the Super Bowl, like a pretend Philly special. That's wow. awesome. That's, That's cool. awesome. Yeah, I've always I've always been told that Jason Kelsey is one of the nicest guys you ever meet, and he really oh my gosh, down to earth guy, great guy. He, I've never met him, but he does seem like a great guy. I'll tell yeah. you, Brandon Graham is a very nice guy as well. Oh, you know, I know Brandon Graham too. He's a great guy. BG, I call him Big Boy. <laughs> hey, Big Boy. I love um, Big Boy. Ben, now that we have you on here too, I actually have it on the screen. I have your flyer up. But could you tell oh, – I got to turn it on and off, but I'm going to shut my computer off. But could you start to tell everybody a little bit about – before your event, I'll bring the flyer up towards the end. But tell everybody a little bit real quick about the Eagles Autism Challenge, your impact, how you got started, yeah. and then going on the Ellen DeGeneres show, man. I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, so um, I was diagnosed with autism at the age of two. And now a speech therapist taught me how to talk. And now today I just talk and there's no off button on me. Shout out to Paul Barson from Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Um, I've done a lot of research studies and that's when I got involved with the Eagles. And they had done a lot of stuff um, through that. And as a thank you, they did a documentary. And then I got to do some of the volunteering stuff with Huddle Up. And then um, that's when they won the Super Bowl. And I got to carried a trophy for the Eagles, and I got to be a guest on the Ellen Show, raising money for Eagles Autism Foundation. Eagles Autism was started by Jeff Lurie, and his brother has autism, and they want to take awareness to action. And Ryan Hammond and Kiki and all those people at Eagles Eagles Autism Foundation do a great job for what they do. Um, they, have, they, have an event, they, they have an event every year. Um, they, they have it at the link, and it's on my birthday, which is May 20th. Um, so if you're interested, you can join Team Energy. Um, and just check out my website. Um, it's a great resource. Um, and then 
after being on the island, you I don't know if you have any questions or anything. Um, no, I mean, I mean, keep keep on rolling. We okay. love to That's hear, fine. love hearing before, this stuff. Yeah. yeah, so um, I also um, been on the Ellen show, and after being on Ellen, schools have reached out and they said we would love to have you come speak. And now and I started my own business. I do public speak at schools, businesses, and organizations about autism awareness, inclusion, and kindness. And it's really nice. cool. If you ever want me to come speak at your company or your school, uh, visit Benergy One, B-E-N-E-R-G-Y One dot com. It is the, it is a great website. My brother, shout out to Dan. Dan loves Dan did the website and he did such a great job with that. And so uh, I know before you came on the show, you're talking about you're working on a book. You want to talk about that? Yeah, and then we could talk about Eagle Dot. So my mom, if she's here. Real quick. So I, me and my mom wrote a book. Uh, she's coming over right now. Hold on. They'll talk about the book. Hi. So she's the hey, best for the show. Hello. Thank you for coming on. It's hard tramp. She works like Snow White. But in my opinion, this should win an, an Emmy. Yes, this should win an Emmy. Oh. But tell us a little bit about the book and where we can purchase it, too, if we would like. So when Ben was three years old, I literally found him on my dining room table swinging on my chandelier. And I said, oh, Lord, if I ever write a book, I have my title. And so it's from a journal that I kept for the past 20 years about Ben's life that really helped us remember the hard times, the things that and the people who are wonderful that helped us through some of those things. Um, and then after I wrote my book, Ben said, I want to write a book. So the whole back section is his words and his own pictures about his life. And it's exclusively wow. available on our website. So you can order it from our website and we mail them out right from our house. And it's a great Easter basket gift. It's a great <laughs> holiday gift. And you can even read it on the Bahamas. But Ben, I, I would like to say um, what you said and what your mom said um, definitely gave me chills down my spine. It really did. Wow. Um, and we, we really do appreciate you and everything that you do. Um, and you inspire all of us. Thank you. I just wanted to just say one more thing um, about the fundraiser. So come on out tomorrow to the Eagle Diner, Street Road in Warminster, um, all day tomorrow, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Bob Kelly from Fox 29 is going to be there. Uh, and Swoop and the cheerleaders are coming 5 to 6 p.m. tomorrow. Come on out. It's going to be a great time. Um, if you can come, you can come. If not, um, just have some fun. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a great, great time. So we have some great raffle prizes and – um, come say hi to me tomorrow. Grab some salad bar or get some soup. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be trying to make an appearance from Delaware. And uh, I just want to thank you, Ben, for coming on the show and to reiterate home what, what Sean said. I mean, working at the link, your business and everything you're doing to advocate for autism, you're really setting the standard. And uh, it's awesome to be supporting such a great cause with you for the best team in the NFL and um, Ben's mom, also, I don't know your name, but it's very nice to Sandy. meet you. Sandy, it's a pleasure coming on the show. And Ben told us that you guys are birthday buddies. So on May 20th, we will be singing happy birthday to both you guys at the Eagles Autism Challenge. And we couldn't be more excited to do so. I just want to, one more thing. I just want to say April 2nd is World Autism Day. And I'm trying to encourage every NFL team and crewing Commissioner Goodell. I'm hoping he goes Purdue on World Autism Awareness Day. So, if you can hear me, Commissioner Goodell, you have to wear blue on April second. He's ready. I got mine. I don't know which blue I want to wear. I don't know if I want to wear the navy or the light, but I got it laid out for Sunday. I'm ready, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for your support. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you thank so you much, guys. Ben. Hopefully, appreciate we'll see you tomorrow night and definitely see you May twentieth.
Thanks, Thank sir. you. Have Bye. a good one. That was amazing. Yeah. And if you guys don't, follow Ben on Instagram too. It's on my Instagram story. I'll make sure to put it in the link in the bio too. Um, but I guess we'll pivot into the show. But yeah, awesome night. We're really lucky to have him. Try to go out to that event tomorrow night if you can. And uh, I'm really excited to do so. Ash, what's up, girl? How you doing tonight? Doing well, y'all. How are you? Hey, we're good. good. What is that? A Midwest accent you're bringing out here, y'all? Come on, we're from Philly. <laughs> you all, use guys. Come on, huh? <laughs> not for nothing. You know, just comes out every once in a while. It's all good. I'm just ball Boston. But hey, um, ballpark Tommy isn't here. I mean, we can all talk some fills. I'll let Sean take this one first because he's probably the most expertise, but. Sean, Phillies go ahead and acquire a new pitcher today. And before you speak on it, let me just go ahead and do what I do best. You guys are going to screw up this intro. Time for Phillies talk with Bob Tommy. Finger stitch. Yo, I took the over on cut on me not fucking it up. I'm just saying. But go ahead, Sean. Um, yeah, so I did see that uh, today. Christian Pache or Posh or whatever, however you say his name. Um, yeah, I didn't really know Billy Sullivan. Um, it is what it is. But I have heard very good things about Christian Potch or Chris Pache. He's, um, he's, he was on a couple uh, different teams, but it's a good ad. It, it really is because if, we, if Brandon Marsh ever needs some rest, he could put him out there. He's pretty average hitting. He's pretty good defensively, so I don't think he's someone that could really mess it up. Like, he's, yeah. he's a good all-around player. And, Don, he's not a pitcher. He's a center fielder. Um, My fault. There you go. Tells you how much I know about baseball. It's been one of those days. I mean, so Billy Sullivan, he went to a local high school in Delaware, and we – like, he was our age, so we, like, knew him. Um, and when he got jacked to the fields, it was pretty cool. But I think this is a good pickup. We're adding these weapons where we need it. I think the Phils are making good moves compared to, you know, the Eagles. Uh, but I think this is a good pickup, and I uh, definitely think this is a good add to the, to the squad for sure. Are you going to miss Billy, Jack? Are you going to miss Billy going to your rival high I mean, school? not really. He never, I don't think he played a single Phillies game. Like, he played for the triple the triple A team, I think, or something like that. So, he never really – touch the field as a field. I think so. I don't know if I've ever seen him in Reading, but I'm from Reading PA. Um and that's where the affiliate for the Philadelphia Phillies is. But I don't think I've ever seen him really playing any games. He might have been in spring training somewhere, but I don't really pay attention to all the players in spring training because there's just so many of them. But yeah, I mean it's gonna be very, very, very exciting to see what the Phillies have to offer this season. And I really feel like they can make a deep playoff push again. So, Ash, what were you saying earlier? Yeah, so um, this is where like, having a boyfriend that loves baseball is incredibly helpful. Um, so he basically says that, like, I mean, this is one of the best things he's going to have done. Um, he is a really, really solid center, um, center, field, center fielder, um, and he's, like, one of the best guys that we could potentially have on the bench just to kind of make sure that, you know, we are filling in those holes that we need, um, especially kind of given everything that's happened um, this leading up to opening week or opening day that is tomorrow, which is crazy that it's already tomorrow. I, how is it already April almost? I don't know. I, it just freaking doesn't stop. 
It's nonstop it around here. By. It really does. It really does fly by. No, because I remember quick, like. Go, go ahead, ahead, Sean. Sorry. I'll be right back. I got to actually go get some of this. That's perfect. Yeah. So, um, it actually, like, I, I just really feel like time's flying by because it felt like uh, St. Patty's Day was just yesterday. Um, and that was like the middle of the month. I mean, it's towards the end of the month now, but. Um, I mean, middle to end month, but yeah, it just felt like everything was just flying by. But hey, KJ, hey, yo, hey, what's up? You know, hey, and real also, quick, before I bring on our guest, I just want to highlight these two while we're on the ballpark timing segment, okay. guys. If you aren't doing anything Tuesday, April 25th, <laughs> you better be out at Citizens Bank Park and sit in with us. We will have more details. I think we're going to try to sit in section 301 with the pandemic crew up top, but look. Dollar Dog Night Tees just dropped. I just got mine in. You can get them. I will put the link in the bio. It should already be in there. Um, but these are fire. You guys can get these in the bio. Little little nighttime action on the front. Mwah. They're beautiful. And thank you, seriously, to Gianna for helping us with these. She crushed it, our new graphic designer. And I do want to bring our guest on the show, too, to talk some Phillies. KJ's boy. Cowboys B, what's Cowboys up, man? Oh, oh back, my man. God, Cowboys B. I howdy, howdy, howdy. Hey, wait, hear me out, guys. He's not an enemy tonight. Tonight, he's an ally because he is a Phillies fan with us. Cowboys B, how you doing, man? Yo, what's going on, guys? How we doing? Thanks for having me on. Pretty good. Thanks for coming Pretty on, man. How you doing? Uh, Yo, what do you can think I just about say the Phillies? Real quick? Go ahead, Sean. Just let it. I'll happen. allow you to so, say yes. I watched this guy. He came up on my feed page so many times on TikTok. But I love, love, love when I troll him in the comments because it's just <laughs> hilarious. Because, it, like, during the season, I just love when the Cowboys fuck up, basically. Um, but it's just a, it's the most perfect thing. It really is. In all fairness, I enjoyed that that, that, that Super Bowl. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was my favorite. Super Bowl. At least, at least we've seen a Super Bowl anytime recently. All right, all right, all right. Let's keep it the Phillies. Jesus Christ, we can go on all Let's night. talk about the Phillies. How are you feeling about uh, this new uh, center fielder? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know much about baseball. I, I do like the Phillies, though, so I'm going to try my best to give the most insightful analysis that I could possibly give. I. Uh, I think the Phillies could be in trouble this year. If if you're asking me, I mean they're not going to they're going to be without Harper for what half the season and they just lost Reese Hoskins. You know, like I I always talk about when you're building a team, you want to be upgrading, not downgrading. And when you lose Reese Hoskins, like he's a good player, you know, and you're going to be downgrading at that position on top of already not having Harper. It it might be a rough little little run here to start the season. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't think it's that. I mean, I know a lot of people like Reese Hoskins a lot. I mean, some people think it's a big loss. I don't think it's that big of a loss. I really don't. Just because I feel like Reese Hoskins wasn't that solid of a first baseman in general, uh, defensive-wise. I mean, yes, he's a great hitter uh, for sure. I mean, he had some some clutch hits for the Phils last year. I mean, the bat spike. But at the same time, I think it probably is the last time we've seen Reese Hoskins as a Philly. I just think his time is just done. And, I mean, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, to get a guy like Christian Pache, I mean, Pache, what I've heard, and I mean, like, he needs to work on his hitting. 
but he's a great fielder. He's a great fielder. He's kind of, I would say he's kind of similar to Marsh, if that makes any sense, uh, where they really aren't big hitters, but they can, they can field and they can make, they can make the right catches at the, at the right time. So I'm excited for him. He's a young player. Um, he's at the Dominican Republic. So I'm excited to see what he's got, but yeah, I mean, I, I disagree with that. I think the fills will be okay. Uh, Cause Trey Turner, man, Trey Turner is the man. That guy Mr. was USA. Captain America. That guy is literally, he has pushed David Wright away as like the Captain America of the past. And he's a new Captain America. So you know what? I, I am confident with Trey Turner and obviously with these guys too. I think Castellanos will have a, a good comeback season as well. So we'll see what happens. Uh, other Chris King. What's up, buddy? How are you doing tonight? How's it going, guys? How are you feeling about the Phils? Uh, it's uh, it's a little bittersweet, you know, without Harper and, and Reese right now, but uh, this feels like kind of like the appetizer, you know, like it's 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 not quite the team yet. We know that they're still going to be pretty good. I mean, like, uh, Trey Monster, like it's all on the World Baseball Classic. We got guys that can hit. Boom, probably can take another step forward. Uh, Castellanos can't be much worse than he was last, last season. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of things to work look forward to. I, I think Stock could take another step up too, uh, which is a little bit. Uh, going under the radar right now, but I, I really, I really do feel like once we get our, our pieces back, really the big piece in, in Harper, and uh, we'll be all right. And, and also, I think the bullpen is, is goes under the radar as well because that Soto trade. I, I think Dombrowski pulled another one there. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that we struggled with last year uh, was our pitching, and I think we definitely improved upon that. We have depth in the bullpen now. Uh, we can still hit. We still got. I mean, Trey Turner was a great addition to this team, um, as you all saw in the in the World World Baseball Classic, where um, he was going off. And we also have Schwarber still. So I think our offense is going to be good. I mean, yeah, it sucks that we're not going to have Bryce Harper for that much and Reese Hoskins, but I think our offense is still going to be good. I mean, I think Castellanos is definitely going to be improved uh, from where he was last year. Uh, so I think this team, you know, is, is like you said, it's going to be a rough couple of weeks. Uh, a couple months in the season, but I think we'll tunnel all back in and, you know, have a great season for sure. Well, I mean, like when you think about it though, they just have to be good when it matters the most, you know, like early season baseball, like obviously it means something, but at the end of the day, you want to be playing your best baseball at the end of the season. Like you want to be peaking come playoff time. And if they're able to do that, if they're able to get Bryce Harper back, well, they're going to get him back, but right. Um, you know, by the end of the season, I think they'll they'll probably be clicking on all cylinders just because, I mean, it, they do have a little bit of a new roster, but, the, I mean, they have so much talent. You know, like, when you look at the additions that they made to the bullpen, right, Um, they're not going to be the same team as they were last year, but I think they might be a better team come playoff time because they're getting better at the places that they struggled with last year. Right. And like you said, like the beginning season of baseball doesn't really matter at all. It all matters towards the end of the season because we're make the games count, make that playoff run. So you're you're right. I mean, I think they can they can dial it in when it matters for sure. And I think this is going to be, you know, I think we're going to be even better than we were last year for sure at this at the end of the season. 
Yeah, that Trey Turner, that Trey Turner signing was was huge. I mean, yeah. he, he he he's a he's a really fun player to watch. I actually, you want to know what I was watching him? Um, I was at the Dodgers game. There, I think it was like Game Three of the NLCS or something like I, and whatever it is, I think it was NLCS. Um, and and he was playing, and and they loved him over there, man. Dodger Stadium is a really dope stadium. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's amazing. It's 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 really really. It's on cool. my bucket list of stadiums to go to. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, it's it's really cool. You want to know what with baseball? I I gotta ask you guys. What do you think about this pitch clock? Because like that was my thing with baseball that kind of turned me away from the sport. Where it's like it, it's too long, but at the same time, like when I see this pitch clock, I'm like I get anxiety watching this thing. So and I think. It's gonna be very upsetting uh, for those people that have been longtime baseball fans who like in the '90s or like you know early 2000s. But I feel like for fans that are getting into the the game and are actually going to games now, I think it's gonna be a lot better, a lot better turnouts. Because granted, you know, I love watching baseball, but I don't want to spend three hours watching the game. I rather spend three hours watching football or hockey. So I think. Now I think the games are going to be close to like two hours and 35, 40 minutes. Um, and it's, it's, I think the pitch clock is going to be huge. I mean, I was watching ESPN today and a lot of the players are saying they love the pitching clock and like offense pitcher, even the pitchers are saying that. So I think it's going to be a transition that, you know, from, from new baseball to, or from old baseball to new baseball, but I think it's going to make the game a lot more interesting and like move faster, quicker paced. Yeah, so I don't now, mind it at all, to be honest. Oh wait, you I have a question. Do you think? Do you think this new uh, shift or the no shifting rules? Do you think that that's going to help the Phillies out when it comes I to, to yep. offense? Yep, 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 yep. I do believe that that ban, uh, shift ban will help every team really because it helps out lefty hitters in general because you can't move your players over and it just creates more space for your hits to get through really. Um, so I like that part. I mean, the pitch clock is all right, I guess. It's just something that we have to get used to, but I don't think it's a bad thing that the MLB decided to add. Teams Chris are going to start uh, uh, bringing an outfielder. I, I saw it in, in spring training a little bit. They're bringing an outfielder uh, to kind of act like uh, what the shift would have been. So uh, teams are going to try to work around it as much as they can. In, in terms of um, the pitch clock, I, I think it's going to be good. I have a couple concerns. One with the playoffs, like those moments, like Harper's at bat. I mean, I was there for that game. Like it, it felt like it took forever and it, and it felt, I mean, it, it was awesome to watch. And and I think in those scenarios, you kind of have to let the game play out. Um, so that, that would be one concern. And also like going to the game, I do like spending like three hours there. I mean, food in general is going to take like, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes to get your food. So maybe going to the game might not be, you know, as enjoyable as it would be if the game was just being played out right, like a regular baseball game. But I think in general, it'll help the viewership watching at home um, because it'll, it'll, it'll seem like it's going a lot quicker. Yeah. I agree with that statement because I do feel like, yeah, it's different now because we are going to be at the games. I mean, we're going to be there less. I mean, it's gonna be a shorter amount of time as you said before, and it just, it's going to feel different, obviously, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you like to just hang around there sometimes, especially the non-baseball fans. I've seen them just hang around there, but uh, yeah, I feel like, 
yeah, it's, it's a it's a change. And with the pitch clock, I actually I like the pitch clock. I think it's nice because I feel like pitchers take freaking three freaking years to like pitch the ball sometimes, um, and it really just takes a long time. But yeah, I mean the thing is too. It's just uh, they need to make the game faster. I think that's what they did. And, I mean, I know it kind of gets away from the old school game. But, yeah, they need to make the game quicker because they were starting to lose a lot of viewership. viewership. Yeah. So that was the problem. So they had to, They were like, okay, you know what? We need to make some changes, make some moves. And I think that's why they did it. So, But, yeah, I think I agree. They probably – I mean, fans are probably going to be there less than they were before. And it kind of stinks. But at the same time, I mean, like – you know what, as, as long as they're making money, as long as we're watching games, I mean, I think it's still a good amount of time. I mean, it's all, it's all nine innings still. So, well, you want to know, it's funny when, it, when, when you're talking about the length of the game, when I went to that Dodgers game, I was an hour late. It was the uh, top of the third inning. Um, when you're in LA, it is very easy to get distracted. Might I add, um, so I wonder why. I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> I, was, I, was, yeah. I was a little distracted and I was like, oh, I'm like, we got like 30, I got like 30 minutes to get to this game and it's like 45 minutes away plus the traffic. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to miss a little bit here. And then I got Damn. there and, and it was like the top of the third. And I'm like, all right, I'm cool with this. But like, yeah, this kind of shows me how slow this game moves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, distractions well, can get you like that. <laughs> well, Cowboys B and Chris, appreciate you guys come on the show. Um, moving on, the Sixers are tied right now with like Chris. Um, Cowboys B, Chris, if you want to come back on later for the Cowboys, let me know. And Chris King, I appreciate you as always for jumping on with us, man. Of course, it's been a pleasure. All right, Thank cool. you guys. Yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, Thank you. I can hop back uh, back on. All right, cool. Sounds good. Well, I will see you guys in a few. And then without further ado, I mean, looking at KJ McCoy's background, I feel like I'm at the Wells Fargo Center. I'm loving it, man. It looks great. But... Oh, man, we got the wrong sponsor up there, but that's all right. Um, It's all good. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, as I saw, I mean, Jack, Jack, what's the score? We got a score update? 89-89 89-89 with 3.7 seconds left, and I think in the third quarter. Oh, okay, third quarter. Okay, I thought you were about to say fourth quarter. But, um, but yeah, no, the uh, the bench, honestly, the, the last game that the Sixers had um, against the Nuggets, it seemed like, obviously, Embiid, people were kind of like, why didn't Embiid play? Uh, Doc kind of sat him because he didn't want him to, like, expose Jokic or whatever. But honestly, I think it was kind of the right move. Obviously, he's a little bit hurt. I don't know what exactly it is, but he's hurt. So, you know what? Just rest him for a little bit. And you know what? Honestly, this whole MVP thing is annoying. But at the same time, I think we just need to focus on the playoffs. As much as I want to see him win the MVP and he'll probably get snubbed, it's just like we got to realize, like, yeah, you know what? They're just going to do that. It's just no, I think it's, it's No, KJ, you need – I want to say this real quick. You need to have faith, boy. You need to have faith because this is the year that Joel Embiid wins it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I know what you're saying. I hear your point. We're more worried about a championship. Yep, that's why some MVP title. And I get that. But I do think in in on the light side and on the bright side, I think that this will be the first time we have an MVP in the city of when was the last time we had an MVP in the city of Philadelphia? Allen Iverson. He was the last MVP. Wow. 
Alan Iverson. The guy, yeah. the guy who uh, Jack's putting on. Well, there you Harper. go, Jack. But how are you feeling, Jack? I mean, do you think that uh, do you think that the Sixers are good this year? What are you thinking? You're throwing on your jersey. You getting excited? I am. There's fourth quarter now. Um, yeah, like when Dean was on last, I'm saying, and he agreed with me that this time right now, I feel more confident than I did this time last year. Like we all said, the bench is outscoring very well. Uh, I think it was a smart move to rest Joe and beat that game because I mean he was playing nonstop like what three games in a row, like back to back. And dropped 30 points. So I think it was smart. I don't know if it was Doc's decision or his decision to bench him because we need him in the playoffs. Uh, but I think this team's really good. McDaniels has been playing really well. Um, yeah, bang bang the bang bang Niang is just is just God. He's 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 exciting to watch because Mini-Man. he has those th- he has those threes that are you know count where, where when needed. So I'm excited for this team for sure. Yeah, I'm pumped. I am pumped. For sure. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what they could do in the playoffs because this year I'm actually – like, I mean, I usually, like, say, like, oh, yeah, they get eliminated second round. But, you know, I'm actually feeling confident for once. And like you said, I feel confident in Joel Embiid winning the MVP. But it is what it is. Like, I feel like it could go either way. I mean, he deserves it 100%. But, you know, with this NBA committee, how they are, they're just going to give it off of fav- uh, like favorite. Um, and I'm not, really, I'm not really worried about that. As long as he gets a ring, that's all I'm really worried about. Hey, and Tuesday, Sean, are we trying to go to that uh, Sixers-Celtics game? We are trying to. That would um, be fun. My, friend, my friend's going to that game, so um, I don't know if I should – I mean, I, I I would go with you guys if you guys want to go down. Yeah, you'll get a discount too because you're on the that team, be, all four um, of us. That would be. Yeah. I have that same Allen Iverson jersey, but in black, so I'm gonna wear that. Is that yeah, the we'll have a good time? Um, I don't know. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday though, so I don't think it's April, Easter. April 9th is Easter, so it's that's Sunday. It's uh, before from this Sunday. We it's April Sunday. 5th. April 5th. Yeah. Um, Wait, you said Tuesday, April sixth is the home op- is I mean uh, Sixers Celtics, right? Tuesday, yeah, it's Tuesday. I that's don't know. The, what that's day. the home opener for the Phillies too. Oh God! No, that's so, Thursday. That's Thursday, April sixth. Oh, this okay. game's Tuesday, okay. April fourth. I got it now. Okay, um, but pivoting a little bit, crazy. we were talking about this on the Instagram. Shout out to Ash for doing the amazing graphics. But who's the most loved Philadelphia 76er? And we got two. Philadelphia 76ers experts in here to debate this with us. Greg and TJ, welcome back to the show. This was a this was a big debate. I got chewed out for telling Ash not to put Moses Malone on here. Um, you guys agree with me? What are you guys thinking? Ooh. Oh, man. That's Where's a tough one for sure. No, well. It's got to be. For me, I mean, I feel like it's got to be AI. AI's your number one? I think so. Where do you put Embiid on this list? That's a good question because, I mean, he's very I, lovable. Dr. J above Embiid, to be completely honest with you. Embiid still has time to prove it. Like, he's great. Yeah, I think I, – I mean, I think Embiid is relatively low on that list, probably, uh, you know, out of those five, probably fourth or fifth until we make an Eastern Conference Finals appearance at least. Yeah, that's bottom line. Yeah, that's what I consider a successful season for the current squad we have too. 
I mean, I would be, I mean, I, I agreed with, uh, I heard what Sean said earlier, uh, how he was feeling better. You know, normally he'd be thinking about a second round exit for us or something, but he's feeling better about that this year. And I totally agree. Uh, you know, I think, uh, but Embiid's got a lot to prove yet. Uh, I mean, to stand with those other guys, that's the bottom line. TJ, do you feel more confident this time around than you did last year at this time? With this I team? do feel more confident, but I do think – I mean, I don't know if this team goes all the way, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I say if we get okay. matched up with um, Celtics in the Eastern Conference Final, I think they have a very, very good shot at beating them. I, I think they do. Yeah, the Celtics are kind of – I mean, they had a tough loss against the Wizards recently. I heard that Celtics fans were pretty pissed. So, I mean, right now they're just um, – I mean, I think they'll bounce back. But, yeah, Boston always has our numbers in general. They really do. So, I don't know if that will change it with Boston because they always give us a run for our money, I feel like. But, uh, but I do love that rivalry. I mean, that's a classic rivalry. And I would probably have to say the most loved Sixer is – Probably Iverson, but he's also one of the most hated, I feel like, as well. Fair point. Like, I follow him on Instagram, and it's the funniest stuff because he's always posting up with some, like, funny picture with him being like, got my gang or something like that. And I remember, like, the deal he had. Like, his agent, Nike, saved him. He had a deal where he couldn't get, like, $50 million of his deal until he was 50. Or, like, some amount. I forget what the Iverson? Who, Iverson? Iverson, because they didn't trust yeah. him not spend that money. There's a there's a story that I heard about Iverson once that he used to actually at the airports when they would travel, he would leave his clothes there. Apparently, that's what I've heard from. I've I've heard from many people. They said he would just leave his clothes there and then just buy new clothes again, but just leave his clothes at the airport and just leave them there. Jesus. Like different different airports. I I and I, I, heard I would have to say before too. But that's, a, that's not the worst thing I've heard about Iverson, though. I mean, I've met him, too. He's a decent guy. I mean, there's different stories about him, too. But, um, uh, but I, now, I also paid money to meet him. So um, there, was, there was a time in college where Dalton knows this, where I have a friend who was working at a bar near St. Joe's, and Charles Barkley was in there. And I came in and literally sat down and had a beer with Charles Barkley. I have a picture for him, too. Oh, he's, a, he's the nicest guy. I'm Greg Fernandez. Did you know I'm the St. Joe's advocate paper boy? I'm like on the magazine and shit. Who the fuck are you? I'm Charles Barkley. I'm the prince. Yeah, I'm but, Charles Barkley. Charles. I'm still Charles, man. That's just terrible. How was he? What? How was he, Greg? Like, what, what did you guys talk about? Like being a hot? Did you talk about St. Joe's basketball at all? What? What? What does this conversation consist of? I talked to him. Like one of the main points I talked to him, I was like, "Who's your like most?" Like person in basketball, like who do you hate the most? He said, <laughs> Alan Iverson is just a huge dick." <laughs> damn. Yeah, damn. They don't get along. I guess they don't get along. It, it's not like they really like were rivals. Like he was a Sixer. You know what I mean? He's an Alan Iverson. He he answered it in a split second. They're they're totally. I've met both both guys. They're totally different people. Where yeah. Charles Barkley is one of the nicest athletes and like former athletes I've ever met in my life. Um, he would give you the shirt off his back. Like he's the nicest guy. Iverson, though, I've even heard from people that also at the casino, the live casino, I heard from one of the dealers there that 
recent, I think this was a, this was maybe about a couple months ago. He was there standing there for a couple of days. People would try and be like, Hey, Alan, like huge fan and whatever. And like, he would just ignore them and just keep on playing poker, keep on doing his own thing. He's, he's very to himself. And I mean, I get that, but, um, but yeah, no, I've, I've heard more bad stories than good about Alan Iverson, but he's my favorite player, favorite Sixer player, but favorite basketball player of all time. But when it comes to person, I can see what people say about him. But he's my favorite player of all time, though. No he doubt. Also went, he also went bankrupt in Atlantic City. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, so Reebok saved, saved him, though. Reebok has yeah. saved him. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that deal. Yeah. I think I think Joel Embiid's the same way. I think he's the most loved Sixers because everyone loves like, him. He, like, you meant huh? like, like, I heard nothing about Embiid doing that. Never, never mind, dude. I mean, he just seems like he does a lot for the community in Philadelphia. I mean, he's always reaching out to, to the fans or whatever, doing things with them. So I think, like, I don't know. He's embodies what Philly is. I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah, Joel Embiid definitely is currently, you know, the king. Like, he's our top guy. But uh, I just think the rest of the guys on that list, I mean, they're just generational icons. And that's yeah. what I'm waiting for Joel to achieve, you know, basically. And that's going to come, you know, it's going to pull it down to how the rest of his career progresses. And I mean, it would be a damn shame if this team could not get him at least one ring. Um, yeah. You know, so, but I, I think this year, though, I would be surprised if we got, if we made it to the NBA finals. I'm thinking a successful season this year for us as the team is built right now is an Eastern Conference finals appearance. And hopefully, you know, we don't lose in four. I say Eastern Conference Finals if indeed they healthy. But that's also the thing, though, is that if they lose, if they go to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose, you got to worry about James Harden leaving, and it's probably going to happen. Um, if he so, leaves, then he leaves, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I you could always you... replace that spot, but, I mean, James Harden, he's been selling, I will say. I think, yeah, with, with Harden, it's just like, yeah, if – if they won't make it this year, then yeah, you gotta honestly, you you gotta fix things up, and you gotta maybe um, just reload, uh, reload your, uh, I guess you could say, your, I don't know, reload your team, obviously, or rebuild. But I mean, it just seems like this team, they've had so many chances, and we just uh, we keep on coming up short. So we just gotta hopefully get the Easter Conference Finals, or hopefully get the, get to the finals. I mean, that would be ideal. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to with this team, but I mean, the sky's the limit and I won't believe anything until I see anything. And I think everybody here agrees with me because we've been let down far too long. I don't want to invest my emotions in it. Um, but I mean, that's pretty much all we got for the Sixers tonight. I want to thank Greg and TJ as always for jumping on with us Two fellow SJU Hawks, the best school in Philadelphia, a real Philadelphia Hawk school. Never like Yo, the Hawk will never die, baby. You heard it here first. But don't thank you guys as always. I'm going. I'm going to the Celtics. I'll see you there, man. Oh, oh you man. are? Yeah. I'm oh, going. now we gotta go, Dolt. Now we gotta go because Greg's going. We got. Are go. you? Are do you have tickets already? Or yeah, yeah, I have tickets already. Are you going yet, TJ? Do you have tickets yet? No, I don't have tickets for the game. Unfortunately. If you're looking for a crew to sit with, just let us know before we buy them. So if you want to go and you want to go with a cool crew, let us know. We're gonna get rowdy that night, Tuesday. All right. Shoot I'll me a text. text. I'll shoot yeah, you a text. Yeah, it should sure. be a good time. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, and that goes out for any thank you guys as always for real. I'll see you guys soon. Peace.
Thanks, boys. Go and if you guys want to come out to a game and meet up with us, stuff like that, for real, don't be shy. We try to do stuff like that all the time. But that's all we got for KJ's court. And before we get into our next segment, time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Also, the master of ceremonies. Um, and before I get into the question, for 302 Birds, we're going to answer it all in one when Ash and I reveal the answer. So hold your answer to the question. Uh, the question we have tonight, Steve Van Buren holds the franchise record for career rushing, career rushing touchdowns. Again, Steve Van Buren holds the franchise record for career rushing touchdowns with how many? A, 69, B, 79, C, 89, D, 99. Again, he, Steve Van Buren holds the re- franchise record for, for career rushing touchdowns with how many? A, 69, B, 79. C89 or D99. And we'll give you the answer at the end of the show. Hold your answers, KJ, Sean, Ashley. So I texted you. Yeah. I texted okay. you. That's not what I said, but that's all fine. That's all good. That's all good. It's all good. Damn it. That's all good. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. I'm updating the scoreboard too because as of now, and we'll have this displayed at the end of the show, but I'll just read it out because I have it in front of me. Right now, KJ has three, Sean has one, I have two, and Ash has three as well bringing her back on the show as well hey ash hi so yeah i mean i'm i'm making a comeback tonight that's all i'm saying i think i know what answer it is if it is what it is it's awesome if it's not what it is i'm just gonna go down for the count but hold it is what it is i'm not gonna say don't worry but moving on to our next segment bringing back on the gentleman himself hey cowboys Pete. i had a dream the other night it was a very interesting dream i thought about what if the Cowboys didn't exist in the NFL. What would my life look like as an NFL fan? What would my life look like as an Eagles fan? And you know what I've came to the realization, Cowboys beat? My life would suck if the Cowboys didn't <laughs> exist because I would have nobody to hate on. And you know what, Cowboys beat? You probably got to admit it to. Your life would probably suck if the Eagles didn't exist because nobody does it for you like Philly fans, just like nobody does it for us. Like Cowboys fans, you guys are like crack to us, and we love it. But no, in all seriousness, it's that rivalry that it's. I think it's the best rivalry in the NFL, and of course I'm biased, but I don't think that there's two more passionate fan bases that go at each other in the NFL right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, a hundred percent agree. I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, you want to know what's funny? I the the Sixers are playing the Mavericks tonight. If the Sixers lose to a Mavericks team that's been struggling, that will just confirm that Dallas always beats Philly. So are you, yeah, like, trying to tell us you're going to convert that? Yeah, or, like, what are you Mavericks trying to say? Now. With this scenario, I, I don't want Dallas to beat Philly. Good. But I'm just saying, if it happens, it's just weird, bro. Why is it weird? No, oh, no, no. I'm, 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 just, I'm just talking some shit. That's He's all. Secret Mavericks. Oh, we love we it. Are. We're trying to give it back. We enjoy it. Don't worry. Sean's ready to fucking fans. fight you. Apparently, yeah. he's got on the helmet. Well, you, you, you want to you know what I'll say? I 100% agree with you. My life without Eagles fans would suck. That's what makes the game so much fun. When, when you guys beat us uh, this season. You guys went off, and rightfully so, because when we beat you guys with your backup quarterback, we went off as well. It doesn't matter, like it doesn't matter what it is. 
we want to beat each other regardless yeah. of how meaningful the game is. No. That's you know, so true. like yeah. that's the way I look at it. Like, man, look, did it suck when we lost to you guys week six? I couldn't go to sleep that night. But when we won December 24th or Christmas Eve and Doc had that great game, that was a, that was a great feeling. And that's what you get out of the rivalry. When your team wins, you love it. When your team doesn't win, you get all pissed off. That's the fun of it all. I 100% agree. I don't know what my life would be without Eagles fans. You want to know what? I do love Eagles fans. I respect Eagles fans. Not only that. We love you too. I I <laughs> took your guys' side. I took your guys' side on that Nick Bosa situation or Joey Bosa situation. Let me just say this right now, and I'm going to say this into the camera. Joey Bosa is a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> The dude, I, I've been to Lincoln Financial Field. The stuff that I've heard uh, about how my parents should have had an abortion, my dad pulled out, beer thrown on me, beer thrown at me, punches in my face, all that stuff, right? For Joey Bosa to go along and get butt hurt that people are saying his last name, screaming his last name. You can tell he was so butthurt. As soon as he brings up money, it's like, yo, bro, everybody yep. knows you're rich, man. Yep. Everybody oh, knows you're rich. You're bro. a fucking NFL player, bro. Like, you're richer than everybody. And he's like, I make more. No shit you make more than the guy that's working <laughs> at the deli more. in Philly. And this is his one day a week to get fucked up. And he just wanted to let out a little bit of steam on your job. No it, shit. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I, 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 and you want to know what? That guy that was 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 giving it to him was hysteric. He said exactly what he should have said. Yeah. Every everything like that to me, I can appreciate good shit talk regardless of what yeah. fan base it comes from. That was perfectly executed. I couldn't draw it up any better than how he did it. He didn't get all butthurt. He just said, I got the money to afford it as well. Now, does he? Probably not. But, you know, like, what is he going to respond to that? What is he going to say? Yeah. He just made. Joey Boots has shot himself in the foot with that comment. Secretly, I'm an NFL player. I'm just in like a regular man's suit right now or something. Look, I I, I will say this. Some Eagles fans are perfect at at talking shit. Like, they are just flat out. Some are ass. I'm the bodyguard for Three or Two Birds. But, um, yeah, I mean, back on the Bosa thing. We don't give a fuck who comes in Lincoln Financial Field. I don't. We don't care if you're celebrity. If you're rooting for the other team, we don't give a fuck. We'll just talk shit, throw beer, whatever. I mean, I never personally have, but I'm talking over all Eagles fans. But, yeah, I mean, going back to the whole uh, main reason why we're talking about this, if the Dallas Cowboys didn't exist, we would yeah, – I mean, there would be no rivalry, really. And, I mean – if the Dallas Cowboys didn't exist, Dak Prescott wouldn't exist on that team. And who's going to throw the interceptions? Like, well, he he probably <laughs> people would probably he'd probably be the number one jersey seller if he didn't play for the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You know, like like, like let's let's be a hundred percent honest here. If he didn't play for the Cowboys, Dak would probably be in the top five of most loved players in the NFL. Yeah. It's All just right. because he hasn't won anything. I think that's the main well, reason why. And I mean, and, and I, I hate saying this, but it seems like Dak is one of the nicest guys you ever meet. 
But the fact that he's a Dallas Cowboy, like, <laughs> just just brings his name all the way to the bottom. But like, he does a lot for the community, and I respect that. But he's a Cowboys, so I Exa- like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. For sure. But that's what matters at the end of the day, guys. I mean, it's all a fucking child's game at the end of the day. We're all going to die. It matters well, what you do baseball. off the field and win a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, he really has good character. Dak's my favorite player on the Cowboys. I pretty much hate every other player on the Cowboys. If I ever saw Dak Prescott, I'd shake his hand. I'd say I have a lot yeah, of respect for you and what you do. Um, every other player, I hated Zeke, but I guarantee you, Cowboys beat. I can't be a hypocrite. When Zeke ends up coming here in like a week, I'm going to probably be a fan because you know how it is. It's spiteful in the NFC East. Like, do you think going off of that, we were talking about that last week. Do you think um, that's actually the perfect bridge into our next topic that the Eagles have any shot at Ezekiel Elliott? And do you think that that would be spiteful at the Cowboys moreover, more personal at them choosing a team like Philadelphia? See, here's my thing, right? I don't think Zeke owes the Cowboys any loyalty. I mean, this is, they did cut him, you know, like if, if he's looking at the Eagles and he's saying, like, I don't think he's just looking at the Eagles because they're Dallas's rival. I think he's looking at the Eagles because he says, with that offensive line, me playing behind that, you know, I could I could be productive. You know, and I, I think more so that's what he's looking at. I think the Eagles are, are probably going to be contenders. I'm, I'm still a little suspect on their defense going into next year. Uh, I, I know there's guys that are going to be replacing that, but I, I just need to see it. Um, yep. But I, I mean, like, I think Zeke wants to play for a contender. Um, that offensive line is a running back's dream, uh, especially when you look at the way um, those guys play. I mean, Mylotta is an elite run blocker. Kelsey, elite run blocker. Uh, Johnson, all those guys. Uh, Dickerson, I mean, they, they specialize in run blocking. So I can see why it would be very appealing for Ezekiel Elliott to uh, join the Eagles, and I think that's why he's doing it more so than – hey, you know, the Cowboys screwed me over. I'm going to go join the rival. And I and I, and I agree, like, other, other big-name running backs that are in the free agency right now, they're looking at the Eagles because, like you just said, like, that offensive line we have is an elite run blocker. And a lot of these key running backs that, you know, had a good few years on the team they were previously on, they see this like, holy shit, like, I can be successful – with this offense line. So I, and I really think it's not in spite of, of, of the Cowboys. I think it's just, you know, I can be successful here for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred. And this is what I'll say, like from just from a run blocking perspective, it's, it, it might be the best offensive line I, I I've ever seen. I mean, with all those athletes on that offensive line and the way they move, I mean, Jordan Mallott is what, like six, eight, 330 yeah, six, eight, pounds. Yeah. And he moves, uh, you Machine. know, like a ballerina out there. I mean, it's it's incredible to see. You know, like Dallas had a really good offensive line, but I think the difference between the two, um, you know, I, I've heard some comparisons between the two. I, I think the Eagles' offensive line is – this offensive line is a little better than what the Cowboys had a few years ago. But I think they're two completely different offensive lines. Like that offensive line specialized in pass protection. That's what they were really good at. Um, and you guys specialize in, in run blocking, but I just think – uh, I mean, I, I when I was previewing the game, I was like, "What? What part of this offensive line are we going to attack?" Like the weak link is what Isaac Samalo. I was going to say, yeah, it's probably our right guard. The weakest link is our right guard. He's gone. 
He's, he's going. going. Yeah, he's he's built. Built. right guard. He's saying the position is the weakest yeah. link overall. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right, right, right. right. He got definitely you. was the weakest link of the off- offensive line, but he was still yeah, really, really good. But oh, I yeah. think they're gonna put Cam Jurgens at right guard, and he's still phenomenal at his position. So, yeah, you know, he blocked cows in Texas. That's what he did as a drill. So, he was blocking cows. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Crazy. Yeah, great. Yeah, Cam Jurgens. Yeah, he blocked cows. Whatever. He's a good offensive lineman but if you really think about it jason kelsey's short cam dragon is short cam dragon's a better center than a guard so no matter hey whatever he's a good player it's going to be an issue because we need that height we need that strength and with cam dragons i know he can get those get out on the outside for the blocks but i don't think it's going to be it's going to be hard to you know fill that spot with some same all- because this is what I have to say about that. I mean, yes, Cam Jurgen is center, but he also knows the right guard position. But you also have Jeff fucking Stoutland. It's Stoutland. Yeah, literally offensively. Yeah, Stoutland literally. Welcome University, to Stoutland baby. University. Yeah, yeah, Stoutland University, baby. And yeah. that's why I feel like it's he's going to turn into a great player no matter what. Also, going back on the Zeke thing, I don't get, I don't give a fuck if he comes to Philly because we already have four running backs. We don't need him, um, and he's gonna want touches, and he's not gonna get them. So, um, I mean, Bijan Robinson, yes, I want him there, but I don't think they're gonna draft them. Um, and then, yeah, so Zeke, yeah, he just, uh, he's kind of washed. In my opinion. I want Zeke. I my want Zeke. Is, my question Good. is this: so Now, is are you guys a little worried about? pairing Jurgens with Kelsey because like you said like no not at all Jurgens because here's why they 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 know each other they're the same person haven't you seen their personality Chris they are literally the same human being but I'm not worried about that because also like Sean said Stoutland you in the beginning of the season regular season you're gonna have miscommunications it's gonna happen but this team I think that this this aura in this locker room like Jurgens just saw it firsthand I think that there's value for him sitting on this team, watching them go through the Super Bowl run, listening to the calls, watching it up front, and now he knows how it, how it's run around here. So I really think that him and Kelsey, they're going to be on the same page because he just watched it all year, um, even at guard, if they choose to do oh, that. No, cer- certainly no, but this is what I'm saying, though. Like, I think it's such a – I think Sumawu and Jurgens are two completely different players. Sumawu is more of a power guy. Jurgens yeah. is more of a finesse guy, and especially like when you're when you're on those interiors at guard, you're more so looking for guys like Sumalu, like Maulers. Center is a little different. You can have a guy like I think Jurgens, uh, the perfect comparison to him is Jason Kelsey. Um, so I think he's going to be a very successful center in the league. I I just question him as a guard because you know who he kind of reminds you of transition. Do you remember Evan Mathis? Evan Mathis was a guard for the Eagles, yep. I believe, a left guard. He was very finesse is a good word. Um, he wasn't a good – he was strong, but moreover, I just remember him getting crafty. Um, and that's kind of who this guy reminds me of at best, of course. You know, that's always hearsay until we see it. Um, but I think that if the Eagles go well – Jay, and my point is Jason Kelsey's played with all kinds of players in his career. So at some point, it's going to be, okay, 
you got to communicate and hold your guy and I got to hold my guy. And I don't think that they got to overthink it. Of course, there's going to be scenarios where you get blown up, you get fucked over. I'm sure Micah Parsons wearing number zero will get in Jalen Hurts a couple, uh, Jalen Hurts face a couple times. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're a top tier offensive line and a top tier program. Like KJ said, like fucking Harry Potter, Stoutland University. Like these guys are well-trained. They're top tier offensive line and I, I have no doubt that whoever they choose to put at the guard position will thrive. So my question is, do you think the Eagles should trade back in the draft? Um, no, or do you think to. they should stay put at 10? So, safety. We, uh, a couple of people safety. on the Instagram Live, if I can chime in on this, um, mm-hmm. got into a little discussion on this. Um, I'm going to go against what Dalton said. I do not think that we should be drafting Bijan Robinson – as early because there were people on the Instagram telling me that we needed to draft him at number 10. I was like, heck no. It's stupid. You can't. What do you guys want at 10 then? Please tell me. What would you guys want? Not a running back. Ash go. Let Ash go. (laughs) We definitely do not need a running back. Honestly, I feel like we should trade back and really we need to be focusing on those defensive holes right now. Um, In my personal opinion, I feel like we should just trade back anyway. Um, Again, my opinion i don't think that we need to be drafting a running back to begin with if we so do so what do you want to draft first round then what position i'm interested uh i'd probably go with defensive back personally so some kind of corner or safety you thinking yeah safety uh, primarily uh, because bradbury safety. and slayer back safety, safety. yes yeah, i mean safety. Slay and bradbury are back I so and you, you just lost cj gardner johnson so get a aggressive safety get somebody like the guy from penn state or yep. the guy from uh, Illinois or whoever it is. Yep. Somebody who's a ball hawk that obviously it's not going to be C.J. Garner-Johnson, but somebody that can still kind of be the presence there. Because, I mean, I know we like Reed Blankenship and everything like that, but I I don't know about Reed Blankenship. I just don't know. I think. I mean, you just we just signed that guy from going. Steelers too. So. Um, oh, I yeah, yeah, I, I actually like the move of getting Edmonds. Yeah. Yeah, Charles yeah. This is what I'll say. So are are you guys more so looking for like our defensive linemen as well? Because if so, yeah. I'm telling you right now. We did lose Nolan we Smith, did lose Hargrave, so I guess so, yeah. You know what? I'm telling you this right now. Nolan Smith might be the best defensive end in the draft. That but Ooh. also I'm as I mentioned that. as I mentioned last week, and he talks we about got, too. We still got Derek Barnett as a defense. So on a D-line. But he's injury prone. He's not. He's been injured one year. No, he was injured. He's been injured twice, hasn't he? Yo, I'm telling you this right now. Nolan yeah. Smith. Never Nolan mind. Smith. His sophomore year was better than Derek Barnett. Nolan Smith is an absolute monster. Like, it's not even just the combine. His film checks out big time. Like he he's fantastic against the run. He has outside of Will McDonald the most bend in the class. Will McDonald's another guy. Not a lot of people have heard of him. If the Cowboys draft him at 26, I'm going to jail. I'm going to need you guys to draft or uh, uh, to bail me out of jail if they get <laughs> Like these two guys, not a lot of people are talking about them. But I'm I'm telling you, these two guys might be the best defensive ends in the draft. You got guys like Anderson and Wilson who are very good as well. But I mean, these guys like the bend on these guys, and and they're they're going up against top tackles. I mean, I saw Will McDonald. Uh, uh, absolutely beat the shit out of Anton Harrison. He's going to be a first-round pick. So I, I think for the Eagles, they would be best suited in looking for a guy like that. Now, those guys are more so defensive ends. 
if they're looking for like a more so hybrid type of defensive end that can play three technique uh, to kind of replace what um, uh, what's his name Hargrave gave you guys. I would look at Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. I know there's people that are a little bit torn on him because he didn't start at Iowa, but at Iowa, the way they run their program, seniors get the first dig at like starting spots. Like obviously if it's a walk on, they're not going to play him, but like seniors that have been in the program, they start and then other, the grades below them, uh, you know, they get their snaps. So that's one thing to note when people talk about Lucas Van Ness not starting at Iowa. But he's a good player. Cowboy Chris, appreciate you coming on the show. You're always good. Cowboy Love the Chris. Cowboys. <laughs> Thank Cowboys you, Cowboys beat. beat. He's Cowboys, Cowboys beat. beat not Cowboys but his name beat. is Chris, though. Oh, it is. But Cowboys no, beat. Thank I, you for coming gotta, on and talking with me. Thank you. I got to come on. Uh, I got to I gotta come to a uh, Sixers game with one of you guys. Oh, for sure. No, dude, that would be awesome. If you're not doing anything that Tuesday, let us know yeah, let us before know. we buy tickets. We're going to buy them yeah. all together. Yeah, and I'll you can you harass know. some Boston fans with us. Yeah. yeah we could do something. If if, if people want to come talk shit to me, um, because I know I'm, I'm I'm not the most popular person. In terms <laughs> of but I love that you take it. That's me. awesome, though. If they want to Appreciate come to I would lo- I would love to see Cowboys beat against a Boston bomb. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Chris. you so Take much. Care. All right, guys. Have a good one. See ya. All right, guys. Um, as we bridge into some of our final topics of the night, we appreciate you guys all for staying with us the whole show. I want to talk about something, and that's who's got the biggest in the room. I'm talking about contract, baby. I'm not talking about that. You dirty my sleep on Spotify. Anyways, anyways, listen. Weasel. Who's got the biggest contract? I think who deserves the biggest contract. We're talking about Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts. Out of these four guys, I would put them in this order. Number one, Joe Burrow. And here's why. He had his Super Bowl, and I think that he did it with not the best offensive line. I will give that. Somebody said that to me this week, and he played very well in a Super Bowl with a horrible offensive line. After that, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts played well in a Super Bowl, and he had an MVP-like season. So it's very close between Burrow and Hurts for me, but I would still give Burrow the slight edge as an unbiased Eagles fan. Uh, Looking now at number three, this is going to be unpopular. I'm sorry to everybody that sucks off Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert, but it's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had an MVP season. I don't think Justin Herbert's won a playoff game, has he? They had that terrible choke, right? That was, yeah, that was this year against the Jaguars. Shout out to Dougie P. Anyways, the point is, I would put Justin Herbert all the way at the back. And it's no disrespect to him. But even when you look at what all three of these guys have proved stats-wise, I still think all three of their stats for their best season is more impressive than Justin Herbert's season. All four are probably the top four young QBs that you can sign to a long-term deal. The Ravens, Bengals, Chargers, and Eagles are all in great hands. But if I had to rank them, I would go Burrow, Hurts, Lamar, Justin Herbert. What are you guys thinking? I know for a fact right now that NFL Mike is punching a wall after you said that. <laughs> I know he is. That's yeah, uh, He's, he's going to watch this video, and then he's going to have to come on the show and yell at you Ever again. So good luck with that, buddy. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I think Burrow is the guy who kind of deserves the most money out of any of them. Um, and then I'd probably go Jalen Hurts. And then, yeah, I'd probably go Lamar and then Herbert. Um, yeah, I got to be honest, too. So NFL Mike's probably wants to beat the shit out of me as well, um, to be honest. But, yeah, 
I think, yeah, just Herbert, though, he hasn't really proved anything yet playoff-wise. So, and I feel like same thing with Lamar, but Lamar still kind of has an edge. But I also feel like with Lamar, though, he's not getting paid, though, with the Ravens. So, um, God knows what's going to happen with him. So, I think you could put you could put Justin Herbert in front of Lamar because he is getting paid now. So, but yeah, I think I think that order is the the right order, though. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with uh, that list as well because, I mean, like Dolan said, he made it to the Super Bowl and then also he made it to the AFC, uh, AFC Championship the next season. So I feel like he's accomplished more than any of those quarterbacks. Um, I mean, besides – I mean, Jalen Hurts, obviously, he made the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, he's, he's very deserving of his contract. He deserves it. Um and yeah, so I have Burrow. I mean, um, yeah, Burrow, Hertz, Lamar, and then Herbert. It's and it's going to be um, exciting to see where Lamar goes because I mean, just because you request a trade doesn't mean you're going to go. But then he's going to sit out then, so they might just have to trade him somewhere. But I feel like he could go Falcons, Jets, anywhere really. Yeah. Now for me, good Ash. Are you sure? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think Burrow is going to get the biggest contract on this one, um, followed shortly behind Hertz. Uh, and then, I mean, I think Lamar is going to get more. However, again, just the fact that he has requested to be traded could kind of throw a wrench in the plans. Um, I think Herbert really has a lot of potential. Um, I think at some point he could end up, you know, point down the line restructuring his contract to being paid more than Lamar at some point down the line um but yeah I'm very curious to see where he where Lamar ends up going honestly I could see him winding up in Atlanta um just because Atlanta they have had a pretty nightmarish quarterback situation in the last couple of years and I think they need something a little bit more solid and I think they will be willing to pay a lot of money to make that happen yeah for me um I, I send this to you. I think, uh, in my opinion, hey, I'm going to be a biased Eagles fan. I'm, I'm going Jalen Hurts because, granted, Joe, Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl and then AFC Championship. But Jalen Hurts brought a single playoff lost team who didn't really have much going for him to the Super Bowl last year. And it's only, what, third year in the league. Um, so he's very well deserving of it. I mean, just just – all he does for the team. I mean, he definitely deserves it. Then I'm going to go Joe Burrow and then probably Lamar and then Justin Herbert. Also, I've heard rumors, granted, there are rumors that Lamar is maybe going to, may have, you know, an opinion with the uh, the Redskins. I'm sorry, the Washington football team. So the commander, sorry. Commanders. Yeah, sorry. So we'll see what happens. So I think that'd be a good fit for him. Commanders. Commanders. I think Jalen Hurts is very well deserving of of the of a big contract for sure. Yeah, that pretty much sums up that. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how all this money situation plays out for all four of these young players. All of them are definitely deserving of a long, long, long uh, well-paying term contract. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, moving on, before we move on to our final topic and Jack's trivia, I want to talk about something first. Um, Eagles are going to uh, bring back number zero. They're apparently the team that uh, queued it up to the NFL and said, hey, we think that the number zero should be something that should be allowed to be worn by players. 
and the NFL heard him out and is letting it happen. So me and KJ kind of had this conversation last night, and KJ was getting scared. Uh, but if there was one player, KJ, you can go ahead and start. Yep. One player that you think is most likely to wear zero and one player that you wouldn't want to switch to zero. Tell us why. Oh, go ahead and take it away. All right. So the player that I think is going to switch to zero is A.J. Brown, sadly. I think it's going to be him. Um, and it sucks because a lot of people bought his jersey. A lot of people, like myself, did jersey constructions, which, um, yeah, they, they switched their Carson Wentz jerseys into A.J. Brown jerseys. So this would suck. I hate the new rule about the zero thing, and I, I can't believe it, but this might be one of the worst decisions by Jeffrey Lurie. i got to be honest. This might be one of the worst. Um, you know what? It's cool to have it in basketball. It's cool. I mean, I've actually never really seen it in baseball, to be honest, that much. But in football, I don't know. It's just weird. I was already pissed off that they decided to do the single number thing where you see, like, Hassan Reddick and Darius Slay with number two and number seven. But, yeah, I think it's going to be A.J. Brown. That's who's going to get it. And I think it's really annoying that guys like Micah Parsons is like, it's Agent Zero time. When I know a bunch of Cowboys fans, probably like Cowboys beat, who bought Micah Parsons' jersey, and now they're going to – it won't be really anything because he's going to change it back. He's going to change it to zero. So, honestly – if you're a rookie, that's what should happen. You should be able to have your number zero. But if you already have a number, don't change it. It's just annoying. And people buy jerseys, man. Jerseys are not cheap. Realize I that. just, I just, the the jersey that I wore to most of those games, I just bought the authentic AJ Brown home jersey, and the uh, the midnight green, and I that wasn't cheap. That's the, I mean, I got it on sale on well on eBay for 180 bucks, which originally 400 but i just don't want to see him change his number because then i mean i can still wear it and it shows that i mean you still like i mean you still care about the player but yeah no i mean i agree with uh kj with that because it just screws up everybody because they just like to buy jerseys and then they just switch up on you like t higgins just changed his number from 85 to 5 today so and calvin ridley's now number zero not 11 so or whatever number he was, he was number... 18, 18, I think. 18, yes, he was 18. Yeah, 18. So, yeah, I just don't – I mean, I do agree. Like, I think the number zero should be allowed in the NFL. I think it's going to be cool. But, like, A.J. Brown, you can't change your number. Like, you're number 11. You've been number 11 your whole life. So, I just don't – I wouldn't like to see that. It's honestly a selfish thing, to be honest. It really is a selfish thing. Like, if you know that – People are buying your jerseys, and you decide, okay, I'm going to change my number. I think it's selfish. It's freak. I really do. It, it pisses me off. I mean, just, <laughs> I'll be it's honest, what he likes. I haven't given much thought to it. Um, like, it's something that, like, okay, I think I maybe you understand if you're, like, maybe trading into a team or just, like, joining a team where, okay, maybe you can change it. Um, but I have to the say all the things that I think about that's not, like, the only reason why I feel like I'm oh, sorry, the Eagles just confirmed we're going to have the cheerleaders at the Eagles autism event on 420. And you know what they said? They said, we need some security. Oh, I wonder if I know again. I wonder if I know a guy. Ah, the guns go, have been unleashed. The guns have been unleashed. 
I think I've seen you take out a Giants fan once or twice, right? Uh, he sent I, him packing all the way back to New Jersey. Evidently, evidently, you have. Yeah. So, Let's go. Uh, I'm, I mean, I am the bodyguard. So Wait, how many cheerleaders? Sean's wearing number zero. We're going to have two cheerleaders there. One of them is one of my friends, Jamie, will be visiting. And then also another one. I have to read the email. I believe her name is Shyla. I don't want to mispronounce it. I didn't read it. I was so excited. The Eagles cheerleaders are coming. That's just awesome. They're right, coming we'll to Delaware. Cowboys beat. He'll be there. Yeah, he will. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. But anyways, anyways, anyways. The only reason why I think Jalen – I mean, I mean – AJ Brown would change his number to zero is because zero people can guard him. That's the only reason why. Oh, but, I like that. But I don't want him to change his number because I want to wear the 11 in peace. AJ Brown, if you're listening to this right now, I have a message for you. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Do not change your number. Please don't do AJ it. AJ Brown watching TikTok because some kid named KJ McCoy from Montgomery County told him not to change his jersey number. Don't He's not going to change it next year. Guess who that is right there? You can. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick? Yes, that is. That's Hassan Reddick. I don't want him to. I, I, he, sig- he signed it number seven, and I don't want him to change it. And then there's. I just don't. I just don't see the issue with it at all. It's it's whatever they like. Like you didn't buy yeah, his jersey. Yeah. That's as long as he's getting sacked, Jack doesn't give a fuck. I mean, KJ, I have a lot of jerseys that you know no one wears them anymore. I'm still gonna wear them. I don't think it's a big of a deal. Like I think you're thinking about it way too in depth, and you're just, you're being selfish. You're the one that's being selfish because you don't want him to change the number because you spent money on a jersey. So you're being selfish. If he wants to do it. He's an athlete. Let him do it. Bang! All right, baby. You know what time it's Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Jack so, Dalton. thanks for everyone staying on the show. The question we had tonight was, Steve M. Buren holds the franchise record for career rushing touchdowns with how many? Answers were A, 69, B, 79, C, 89, D99, okay? You guys know what um, answer I went with. So, so, so we have, we have Sean, uh, <laughs> 69, 69 is the answer. It's very the answer. Um, so Ashley, yeah, Ashley had it. Uh, I 69. got it. Of course it's 69. Um, why else would that number be on there? Actually, Sean, that's why Sean's I went with wrong. it. Sean's confusing because he, <laughs> He said 69. Yeah, I, 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 I put the wrong letter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I put KJ, the right number. KJ, the right KJ, number. Said seven, KJ said 79, and that's completely wrong. Um, and then Dalton texted me, and he said 69 as well. Uh, so Ashley Ashley got, got a point. Dalton got a point. Sean got a point, and KJ did not get a point. <laughs> did the fans get a point? Did any of the fans get it? Did anyone see Yes, it? they did. They, they did. did. I saw it. Luke is cracking. Uh, got the couple got the, people got it. I got think. it right. All right. So the updated score, I'll read it out, and then I'll get this to you next week, Jack. Sorry, guys. We've just been doing this last minute, and I love doing these. The fans have two. KJ McCoy, representing Ireland, has three. Sean Michaelski has two. Dutchie, representing Amsterdam, has three. 
And Ash, representing Chicago, has four. Chicago. So Ashley is in the lead right now. I'll take so, it. Yeah. Walk the deep fish. Get the cheesesteak. We will have the updated scoreboard on next show. So look for it. All right, Jack. Last topic of the night, and it's a, it's another Dalton. I told you so, and then I'll get you out of here. But I don't know if you heard the news, pal. But uh, oh, Buffalo yourself because Boy, Buffalo Wild Wings is getting fucking sued for their boneless wings because they're fucking chicken nuggets. I told you this months ago, and you said that they are boneless wings. You eat, sleep, and breathe them. You are like a B Dub's walking ad. But they are getting sued for this. How do you feel about it? Because I told you, I buffaloed yourself. He's crying in the uh, inside. I mean, I, I just, I, I just don't think it's a, it's should be a thing at all. I think people are just getting butt hurt. This to me reminds me of like the wing, the Red Bull, like wings, like Mexican can fly and people sue them. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, to me, they're boneless wings. Chicken nuggets are like what you get at McDonald's. These obviously aren't McDonald's chicken nuggets. So put sweet and I sour think, sauce on them and they're boneless wings. Like the nope, fuck? Shake them around nope, in a box and you got boneless nope, wings. Nope. They are boneless wings, and I stick by that until the day I die. So whoever sued them, you're an idiot. I don't know why. Uh you you probably just want to be a Karen just complain because uh, your life sucks. Uh but <laughs> fuck you, by the way. I like, mean if I Hey, I paid them. So, so John, if I go on, uh, <laughs> so John. John, John, yeah, it's not Jack, it's John. Anyways, um, <laughs> you know, I just heard about that recently. I never knew that. I did hear about that a while ago, but I, yeah, I, like never I, was knew saying, I always thought your name was Jack. It's John. What were you saying, Sean? <laughs> um, but yeah, say I go to Chick-fil-A and I get the nugget count, you know, and I put some sweet and spicy sriracha on them hoes. That, those what? are some boneless wings, I guess. Thank right? you. Thank you. No. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. No. What the fuck stops me from going to McDonald's and getting two packets of sweet and sour, shaking up the box, and then going, boneless wings, get your boneless wings. Like, the fuck? I like, I'm Look, more he of a can't answer. He just shakes anyways. his head and says no. He has no logical answer for us. KJ, I'm more of a boneless person anyways when it comes to um, my brother. Yep, your parents had... raised you right. So my brother during anyway. uh, dinner um, previously today. So, yeah, he said some bonehead, no pun intended. Um, actually, yeah, the pun was intended. Um, so, yeah, he said some guy apparently sued them. Well, actually, no, it was my sister. And my sister, well, my brother called her a bonehead, which was kind of funny. So, so yeah, it was um, – it's a weird story. So apparently the guy just thinks that they're nuggets or something. I don't know. It's just, I don't know why the frick we're talking about this, to be honest. I really don't know why. Just yeah. Flats yeah. are always the best. Just yeah. remember that. Bonin but thing. that's all we got for you guys tonight. I mean, I don't want to hold everybody up. It's already been an hour and 22 minutes. I want to thank all of our awesome co-hosts for coming on, contributing their time tonight. And like I said, guys, stop out 420 uh, for the Eagles Autism Challenge fundraiser at Klondike Kate's Celebrity Guest Bartender Night. The Eagles cheerleaders will be there. Philly Sports Guy will be there. I'll be there. KJ will be there. Hollis Thomas might be there. I'm getting everybody confirmed this week, so stay tuned. The roster's getting hot, wait, and uh, wait, we're excited. You, even the Muffin Man will be there. What do you got, Sean? No, I'm just kidding. Before you kick there. it off, I did post it on my uh, Instagram story. If you don't follow me, it's just my name. But anyways, there's this um, – there's this thing that happened in my hometown, Reading, PA. 
um, where um, Chocolate Factory, PM Palmer, did explode. If anybody oh, would that. like, if anybody, it was on national television. It was on every news channel. You could yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was about 10 minutes from my house, not even. Um, anyways, there's this um, Berks, it's on Instagram, Berks County Community Foundation. If you would like to donate any money to help these families out, there was uh, seven people that passed away, unfortunately, and 10 injured. Um, I just wanted to put that out there. No worries. Thank you for putting that out there. We appreciate it. And uh, like Sean said, please donate to that cause if you guys can. Please donate to the Eagles Autism Challenge if you guys can and join our team. The link is in the bio. We are going for 20 grand. I repeat, we are going for 20 grand. I think it's you said possible five with grand. this crew. You said five grand. I said five grand by next week, motherfucker. Listen, we're fucking rolling here, motherfuckers. Get with it. Go read Let's the group go. chat. We're fucking raising money for a great cause, and we can't be happier to do it. In all 30K, baby. Oh. 30K. We let's want you. Let's hit 21st. That's very lofty. <laughs> um, shoot for the stars and hit the moon is kind of my goal. But um, we can't wait to see you guys on May 20th. We want to thank Ben for jumping on tonight with us, as always. We want to thank you guys for jumping on with us, as always. And we will see you guys at all the events coming up soon. And then I will kick it to Jackson to do what he does best. Yeah, so uh, Josh is not here yet again. He's on a, you know, he's like doing something in West Virginia. But Josh, take me it's home. an outro, not an intro. Take that outro. Take me home, West Virginia. Where's that belong? Oh